FMX Network Production. It's the Pulp MX Fantasy Podcast, brought to you by Pro Taper, Fly Racing, 100% Goggles, Interwest Hemp, and Motosport.com. Welcome, everybody, to the final Pulp MX Fantasy Podcast for the season. Thank you for playing. Thank you to Yamaha. It's been a really, really fun uh, series for sure, and let's, uh, let's talk about that and more. Thanks to Fly Racing, 100% Pro Taper, Motorsport.com, all on board this podcast. And uh, thank you, people, again for playing. Thank you to Yamaha, man. With the winners have been contacted for the MX overall and as well as the random winner. Uh, they've both been contacted. We're getting that thing in motion. So we gave away two new uh, Yamaha, one 250F, one 450F. Thanks to Yamaha, man. They really make this game uh, a lot of fun. Thank you, people, for playing, as usual. Fly Racing, the 2021 line is out. And uh, please check it out, man. The CP Formula CP helmet is new for them. They've revised the Kinetic and the uh, Evo lines and the Zone Pro goggles doing good, big things. And, uh, yeah, Fly Racing is continuing to uh, elevate the game. Get it at motorsport.com. Motorsport. Free shipping, I think, over 79 bucks. OEM and aftermarket parts. Motorsport.com. Uh, UTV parts. Dirt bike parts, street bike parts, whatever it is, they got it uh, covered for you. And OEM parts are, are really a big thing for those guys as well. So thank you to motorsport.com. Go through the banner on Pulpamex or pulpamexfantasy.com to help us out. Uh, short podcast today to recap Hangtown, talk a little bit about the series in general. And uh, also we interviewed our, uh, our MX overall winner, Ryan, about uh, his strategies and his games and everything else. But uh, Joining me on the line, JT's in Europe, so joining me on the line uh, from Renthal, it's Paul Parabinos. What's up, Paul? Hey, Steve. Dano, what's up? And uh, Dan, yeah, Dan Truman up? from Get and Athena. What's up, Truman? Oh, not a lot. Man, Ryan had a, a very good season. He won Industry Idiots. He won the bike. Man, he, he did really well for himself. Oh, I did not know he was Industry Idiots winner either. Yeah, I didn't know him either. Wow, he, he made money. And, and so... Yeah. Him and I were talking a little bit after the pod yesterday. Paul, you jumped on with me to talk to him, and he had a bike stolen like a year ago. And uh, yeah. so, yeah, this this thing really works well for him. So uh, pretty yeah. cool. Like he he paid you know what thirty five bucks to play fantasy and be in a championship league. Won a two video, paid a hundred bucks to be in Dan's money league. Made eight grand. Yeah, he did well. Yeah, yeah, really right. But again, like Paul, you know, we looked at his scores yesterday and we were analyzing it a little bit, and the dude didn't just crush it every week. He didn't no. crush it every week. And you don't have to. And that's like, I think that's what is special about this game is you have to, you have to um, use such uh, discipline in your picks. Like, you do not need to win every weekend. He, he never got a prize all year. I think he was inside the top 100 once, and he, and he came away the biggest winner. Yeah. And we know this, but yet we still do the stupid things, Dan. Yeah. Yeah, we're here. Yeah, he he was only in the top 100 twice. He, he was 22nd at Bud's Creek, which was his highest score, and and then again at um, Red Bud, he was 56. But yeah, other than that, he was like around the thousands in most rounds. It's Dude, crazy. Yeah, it's just uh, it's it just so goes crazy. Sh- just be consistent, everybody. He didn't pay for expert picks, which was probably good. And he also, uh, Paul, he said that uh, he was very diplomatic. He said that all of us helped him on the podcast. So. Yeah, I was I was trying really hard to get some get something out of him, but <laughs> Ryan's pretty soft spoken, pretty yeah, yeah, pretty chill, and maybe that's why he's so disciplined. Yeah, <laughs> not, not, yeah. And then I the, mean, there, there's no way he didn't have extra picks or listen to the podcast in one. He had to do one or the other. So right, 
And then the so random winner went inside and like amateurs and privateers and stuff that we give. Yeah, the random winner of the bike, uh, she is up in the Pacific Northwest, I believe, and uh, we've been in contact with her. She didn't. She thought the email was a spam at first when I first sent it. She just says, "I I, I need to confirm this." What what you know, blah blah blah. She was not very sure of this email, uh, but uh, yeah. So she played. She crushed it at round one, and then and then didn't play the rest of the outdoors, but played all the Supercross. <laughs> so just go figure, go figure, everybody. So uh, happy to help out her as well with a uh, with a YZ450 man. Um, all right, and Dan, your bet situation with the fans, and we know if if you've been listening all year long, Dan will take just about any and all bets. Uh, how'd that go? Well, I actually was doing really well until the last round, and I had a terrible day at uh, Hangtown, and I ended up losing more than I won. Oh, boy. Um, it wasn't crazy. It was around 500 bucks, and uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of the people were happy that they won, and they beat me, and uh, good for them. Uh, these guys were very smart. There was two teams, and uh, Paul was with me, JT was with me, and we always discuss people pay for expert picks, and we try not to change our teams late. I had a lot of money on the line, and I really could not decide. Like, I was pulling names out of a hat. And with about two minutes to go, I put Meshi on my team. We'll get into this. Oh. And those guys, those guys switched and put them on their team also. Oh, really? Um, oh, okay. so they, <laughs> so they were looking. <laughs> they, were, they were just updating their, team, their refresh page, I guess. And uh, they were like, we just couldn't take a risk of having such a big swing. You know, maybe right. he gets zero. But since they had him also, there was zero chance I could pass him. You know what I mean? Or vice versa. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's so kind of crazy. You, you but won some, but you ended up in a small loss. Small, small loss, yeah, but, right. yeah, it was, it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> Remember, everybody, for 2022, Dan will take any and all bets. Just <laughs> hit him correct. up. Um, um, yeah, it was, it was a good year. I mean, it wasn't a good year for me. I had my worst season ever. Paul skipped around. Uh, very controversial. Um, we, it, was, it was an up and down year. JT uh, continued to do well. Um, but for me and for Paul, it, it went south this year. There's no, there's no denying it. Paul, we got to we got to really bring our game next year for 2022. Yeah, I'll probably win next year. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. There we go. Um, but for Hangtown, you know who the big winner was? Anybody Mark. know? Mark. Nope. Travis Marks. Let's see what I scored yet. Travis yeah. Marks, 596. Yeah. Wow. Big day. Genius or lucky? Uh, JT, 576. I had 555. Paul had 452 and Dan 430. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't a great uh, wasn't a great hangtown for you, Dan, at all. So, no. um, and no. then uh, Elzinga was red on my screen. Thanks, Elzinga. Oh, yeah, it's me, me as well. And of course, JT picked him, and guess what? That's a hundred for for, J, for Jason Thomas. So, um, the uh, Popmex Fantasy again. Uh, thanks to the folks at Pro Taper. The uh, Chaparral Honda, they used to use ProTaper. They're done now. But Rockstar Husky and Star Racing, ProTaper.com, uh, they've been uh, making products since way back in the day. And, of course, they were the first to come out with the crossbarless handlebar way back in 1991. And now it's standard in production bikes. Uh, also, the uh, Sella start system, the micro bar, all things that ProTaper have done really well and done a good job on that. Fl- uh, ProTaper.com for more information on that. Um, so the... Experts League for Outdoors, uh, JT wins it, 5-3-9-3. Mark's second, 5-3-0-8, uh, 85 back of JT. Dan, you're next at 5-1-9-7. I'm at 5 so I made a big ground on you, Dan, but I was way too far out of it. And Paul, 4-7-4-3, but of course, like I mentioned, you uh, you happened to skip a, uh, a round. So um, 
final round. And and then Ryan, uh, Ryan did a uh, pretty uh, a jo- good job at the final round. He didn't really take JT's um, advice where we had said, you know, be very conservative and just look at who, who you picked before. And he, he, he sent it a little bit, Paul, the last round. And outside of Freddie Norn, he was kind of rewarded. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know how um, how how closely he examined the teams behind him. I would imagine he did, but yeah, he just he continues to you know. It's almost like when you get the ball rolling in your yeah. favor in fantasy, it just makes picking every single week easier because those bad picks are available to you, and the good picks are red. So yeah. it's it just makes it so easy when you're on the right side of things. Forty nine percent of people picked the two fifty first to the finish line. Uh, out of that forty nine percent. Seventy-two percent got it right, and uh, did everybody just pick uh, Justin Cooper and not Josh Farisi? Do we figure, right? Uh, yeah, those people. <laughs> Me and Paul picked someone who didn't get it. Okay, yeah, yeah, but the people who yeah. are right, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, that I, I picked uh, Cooper. Um, I also had Derek Kelly. Again, Derek Kelly rolling the dice, uh, hundred points. Uh, I think he did well at Paula before. Handicap fifteen. Of course, he qualified well. You know, he generally does. Uh, privateer guy, and I picked him at 100 points. 35% pick trend for Derek Kelly. Rick Alzinga, who led a bunch of us down at uh, Paula, also maxed out 100. Only 16% pick trend. I don't remember what it was at Paula 2. Uh, he qualified 12th or something at Paula 2. Um, but yeah, 16% pick trend, 100 points. I had Max Voland, hometown track. Uh, I know JT was a little scared of him for overheating at Paula 2. Uh, I thought he would be okay, though, even with that. Uh, I know he didn't ride all week. 94 points so my team was good that way levi kitchen i continue to wait for levi kitchen to have a a um breakout in fantasy and the season's over and it's not going to happen 58 points it's good uh it could have been a lot better he rode himself into double points in the second moto but having said that 58 points was uh the eighth best total in the 250 class so you know not so bad uh it went kelly elzinga voland ramella austin black who was also good at Paula, Verizzi, Fry, Kitchen. Uh, and my all-star, though, was uh, Michael Moseman, and that hurt when he sent it into Schwartz in the first moto. Um, that really sucked. And then the second moto, he wasn't, wasn't riding as well either. 29 points for my all-star, not so good. Uh, D- Dan, who'd you have? Well, I had Derek Kelly. Uh, I thought we had to gamble on it. I talked to you about it. And, uh, yeah, he, he had a very high upside. And then that's it. That's pretty much it. Um, that's I it. Had, Just Derek I, <laughs> I had Joe Shimoda as my all-star. I felt like Joe was a great pick uh, and thought he would get me 50. So that was good. So those two were good. And then I could not pick Rick. He was red on my screen. Yeah. I could not pick Max Follin. He was red on my screen. I could not pick Austin Black. He was red on my screen. So I was debating, like, Tommy Rios and these guys. I mean, I considered Jerry Robin very hard. And I just, like, I didn't want to go into the last race and have somebody that would quit. So, with that said, I went with Tanner Ward because I was told he will not quit from you, from his team, from him, and he quit. No, he didn't quit. No, I think he crashed or something. He crashed late in the second moto. I don't think he quit. No. Okay. He was was on his way to 19-19 finishes, I think. so. Okay, so he didn't quit. Okay, either way. It wasn't a great pick. Uh, 37 points was not great. And then all of the guys that I bet could pick Rick. So this is where I was in a dilemma. I thought Rick was going to get 100 points. So on this list, I was going, who else can get 100 points? And the only person that I, other than Kelly, because I had him, Mm -hmm. and I couldn't pick Volan, I was looking at Derek Drake. And we know what happened the week before. 
So I reached out to Drake's team and people that would be honest, and they were, and they just said the goal was to finish. That doesn't they, they couldn't say that was 20th or 30th, but he did finish both motos, and he actually rode good until he got really tired. So I'm not mad about it because at one point he was getting max points. So um, for me, I, I picked really the best team that I thought I could do or get, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but Ramella was on my team. I, I swapped them out back and forth a few times for Tanner Ward, so that was a that was a huge mess. So I had the guy that was helping out Rick Elzinga just go off on me on Vital. <laughs> I, I I don't know what I did, but I didn't give him enough press. Apparently, who cares? So uh, yeah, that was great. I got tagged into drug into that. Um, but I mean, I get it. Like he, but why does he deserve more, more press than Dylan Schwartz doesn't get any press? The guy ran third for like twenty five minutes of the moto. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I the know. guy's coming over here and he he gets a couple top top twenties and he thinks he should be on the cover of Racer X or the, what? The guy said he called my name out and I ignored him. I, oh. Yeah, because I'm so out to get the Dutch. I just I can't stand the Dutch. <laughs> I just I, I just don't understand. But anyways, good job for Rick Elzinga. Hundred points maxed out. Um, you were thinking of Jerry? Jesus. Yeah, Jerry was. I mean, for me though, and, and Paul. We disagreed at this. Paul was like, "You just need to try and score the most points you can." I said, "I get that, but they're all picking Rick. I know that." And he's, in my eyes, he was going to get 100 points. So I was like, "I got to go with Drake for the chance that he was the only one in my eyes that could get 100 points." You know, Ramella had his best race of the year and got 86, which was great. And I couldn't pick Volan or Rick, so or Black. I wasn't picking Varese at a three. You know what I mean? I was trying to make up points. So. Yeah, so I tried to be different also, and I picked Michael Mosman first to the finish line. He's been getting great starts, home track. I just wanted to be different, hoping the guys that I bet were going to go Justin Cooper, and maybe Cooper wouldn't get it. Again, I was I was swinging for the fences, and it didn't work out. So, uh, yeah, that's that was my team. Paul, for your Hangtown team, did you pick Tanner Ward? Yeah, I did. Okay. I did. And um, that's like, again, it's like, it, it's almost like too much intel and too much opinion always backfires. And I think we're in such this weird predicament all the time because we get so many people texting us their team and give, asking for advice, and oftentimes I think our own team suffers. But um, I did have Derek Kelly on my team, and, and I've been vocal that I'm kind of terrified of picking Derek, Derek Kelly. He's yeah, for sure. either boom or bust. Um, and I've always seemed to land on, you know, end up going with him on the weekends he goes bust. But Hey, I got a hundred this weekend. I'm amped. I'm stoked. Uh, <laughs> team, great job, Derek. Team, Kelly. Derek, team Derek Kelly. Holy moly! Yeah, I finally did it. Like he he did it at Washougal. He's done it before at other places, and I he was red on my screen or something. But usually it doesn't go well. But it did this time, so I'm amped. Um, I couldn't take take Rick, of course. I took him at Paula, so that was a bummer. I could take Max Volin. Um, I was high on him. I think last week on the pod, and he put up 94. So that's great. Got two strong guys. And then after that, yeah, Tanner Ward, only 37. Again, I, I let I let in outside influence fracture my my internal like uh, rules, and that's not to well, pick a guy at his first national. And, and also, and I think looking back to uh, sorry, Paul, the track was really smooth for his unseated practice. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it was no. a different track. No, no, no. That he was in the last practice of the day. He got the roughest practice of the day. Oh yeah, because he was right. I'm sorry. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So like, and you know, his his uh, team owner. You know, we're all friends with Diggs. Um, he said he rides the hard, slippery, choppy shit really good. And he thinks he would be even better in the second moto, and he guaranteed us that he would not quit, and he did not. And um, yeah, unfortunately, the crash in the second moto was um, really hurt his score. But 
if I, I had I had um, Ramella on my team the entire day. I, I I knew he would be good at Hangtown. He's a he's not from here. I think I don't know where he's from exactly. I don't want to get wrong. I want Switzerland. Say again. Switzerland. Switzerland. Okay, there you go. But he's always he's based out here in California. He's always riding those tracks, and and I, uh, I just he had a really good handicap for Hangtown, and I should have left him on there, but I didn't. Um, and then yeah, so I lost a lot of points going with Tanner Ward. Uh, and then my all-star was, I mean, I just, I stuck with my Wednesday gut, and I really thought Michael Mosman was going to show up and win the race. I thought he was going to lead the first lap. I picked him for first to the finish line. Oh, wow, you did that too. And I just thought for sure all this championship stuff and the way he rode at Paula, like it was trending in the right way. It, it felt like it was going to be Salt Lake City, whatever it was, one or two or whatever that was this year that Shimoda ended up winning. And I thought it was going to be Mosman's day, but... I don't know. Maybe he's just um, not a winner. I don't. I don't know. It, it was just like Salt Lake. Is exactly what it was. Uh, I thought he'd be on the podium. I don't. I don't know about race winner, but I'm like, there's no chance he doesn't make the podium. Like I, I was definitely on that board. Uh, Tanner Ward, obviously Canadian. Obviously, I know the kid and I know it well. And obviously, when Noof bailed, Paul, that's when I bailed. Yeah. Noof was on the team, right? He works on the team and knows the, knows everything. And I bailed. And he plays fantasy. Yeah, yeah. So when Noof said, I don't think so, I'm not picking him. I'm like, okay, that's all I need. But I yeah, was but on then the, the next. Board. The next text was, I haven't seen practice times. This is my Wednesday team. I'm busy. That's so, true. Good who, point. from Noof? Yes. Yep. That, that was the next text. Oh, I don't know. I, uh, for me, I just. <laughs> that's I was te- what I mean. I think I was texting him on the side, and he was like, no, nah, I think I'm out. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I, remember, I don't remember him telling me that. But yeah, I was, I was yeah. Um, so. Uh, okay, all right, 450s, uh, 48% of people picked up first to the finish line. 55% got it right. It was Christian Craig, and it was Ken Roxon, and I picked Roxon. So thank you, Kenny. Uh, RJ Wageman, not Robbie, but RJ, 100 points, 5.7% picture. And the kid earned it, man. He rode great. Absolutely, he earned it. Good for him. Like, he dug all day in the hot heat and the shitty track. Like, good for him. I think he, he wanted a two-digit number so badly, right? Yeah. And I think he might get one, according to Dan's numbers. He might be 99, so good on him. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, he called in the Pulp Show on Monday telling Jet to take eight, so he moves up one. So, <laughs> um, yeah, And also, too, the R-Jerky. We give away the R-Jerky every week. It's, uh, it's, it's Wageman's company, Robbie and RJ. So, uh, yeah. Uh, and guess who was number two in fantasy points? His brother, Robbie. Uh, I bailed on him at Paula. I think you two both had him at yeah, Paula. Yeah. Uh, I bailed on him and and uh, got and I was just thinking, you know, he's not an outdoor guy. It's his first race. How much is he really going to gut this thing out? It's hot, blah blah blah. And he did a great job. Proved me wrong. So I went with him at Hangtown and ninety four points for Robbie Wageman. So, uh, so did you have both Wagemans? No, 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 just Robbie. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, RJ really, he's in, he was in shape, man. He picked guys off late in the moto. Uh, my other guy was Bogle. He was a three, and he was way back in Moto One, and he rode up in double points. Good job. Second Moto, he started up there, and uh, you know Bogle did pretty well. Sixty-four points. Meshi ninety. I wasn't picking Meshi Tucker Garter Surratt. I had at Paula. Leighton Smale no. Monarchy no. Moran's no. I wasn't picking any of these dudes. I just was never looked at them. Never thought of them. So, to me, Robbie Wageman and Bogle were my obvious two guys, and I went with them, and they semi rewarded me. My all star was Christian Craig. I mean. I, 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 uh, he was a six, so we had to get seventh or better to max out. And there was literally five guys there uh, that were going to give him any kind of problem. So, um, yeah, that was an easy pick for an all-star, Christian Craig. My last guy was Runkles, uh, Runkles Nation. He's gotten points in, I think it was seven motos in a row. 
and he'd gotten into double in the first moto, 36 points, and he was right in there again in the second moto, and we were all good. He was going to end up with 75, 80 points on the day, and Runkles was going to be a great story, and then he crashed out and disappeared, and his streak was over, and so 36 points only from Runkles for me, but it was looking so, so good. So, uh, Dan? Yeah, I had Runkles too. It was devastating. I didn't. He's been so solid. We looked at his scores, and he's been so solid. And then we pick him the weekend, and that was the luck of the outdoors. So, yep. but you never looked at Scott Meshi. I didn't, man. I never looked at Meshi all year long. I didn't look at Surratt really all year long until Paula too. Meshi was good, dude. Congrats to Meshi. He was a solid Paul Mex fantasy guy. Yeah, he was, and uh, yeah. So for my team, R.J. Wageman was on the list, and. Me and Paul were so dumb. You know, uh, we said this yes, is going to be great. <laughs> so we literally looked at last week's results, and he went 21, 22, or something like that, which gives him like a 24th overall, which is accounted into the handicapping system. And so his handicap didn't move because he wasn't great. And, um, yeah, he did it again. And we said, this is what we're looking for. And when we picked our team, we just were scared of missing out on points with Jeremy Smith. Yeah. And <laughs> we're like, Smith's going to get 100. Like, he's going to get 100. And first moto, nobody DNF'd, and Jeremy Smith still got 40th. You know, just just stayed out there, three-minute lap times, 40th place. I don't know what happened. I'm assuming he crashed on the start. Honestly, I, I like Jeremy. I've interviewed him a few times for my privateer pod. I haven't picked him all year long. He's missed some of the nationals too, but – He's too unreliable because last year he burnt me like three or four times. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I can't do he, it. And he was he solid. He was more solid this year. That's why we picked him. But yeah, I just he was that guy for me that could get 100 points in my eyes. So I went Meshi, Jeremy Smith, Runkles, and then Christian Craig for the same reason you said. I mean, I just thought it was a no-brainer with all the guys that were out. So yeah, Craig was Craig was the highest picture end by the way, 37.6 percent. Yeah, and the second moto was crazy. I mean, got nothing against Bryson Gardner. He rode great, but I think he got 10th or 11th in that moto. You know, he got 86 points. He was on our list too, but I never had him getting that far up in the results. No, of course not. Uh, Paul. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, Christian Craig was my all-star. I thought that was the easiest pick. Um, you know, when we're talking about our teams, and Dan and I look at each other, we're like, all right, who's on our team that we're never taking off? Craig was there. And, uh, punched in stone. I just thought that was a super easy pick. Um, and then after that, yeah, I didn't take RJ Wageman. Um, remember, I said a few weeks back, like I'm. I think I thought, <laughs> think thought. I thought that um, as the temperature increased and the day got hotter, I thought the one super lap in practice means less. Where, but that was totally out the window this weekend. Totally out the window. It was hot. But if you just went down the line and picked the best team based on based on practice times, based on one lap in their handicap, you scored a lot of points. And it doesn't happen every weekend, but it happened this weekend. And I cannot seem to figure out which weekends to apply, which theory or which strategy. Uh, I don't know. what I, I'm trying to science this thing, but there's no way to science it, I think. It's just it's <laughs> way too inconsistent. Um, so I passed on R.J. Wageman. The guy qualified 18th. Why wouldn't I pick him? He's an 18 handicap, but like, right? That seems easy, but I'm really surprised his pick trend is so low um, at, at 5.7%. So I got to scroll down here to see my guys. The best guy on my team was uh, Kevin Moran's at a, at a nine handicap. I thought that was a really safe pick. Um, there ain't no way he was going to pull off. He had gotten help from the Rocky Mountain KTM team, so I thought he'd have a lot less on his plate and should be able to focus and, and yeah, drink his water and eat his food and be pretty good. And, and he was okay. He put up 70 he, points. Uh, That's fine. You must have been stressing the first moto. He dropped a lot of spots in the first moto. 
I I wasn't stressing at all over okay. the weekend, Steve. Okay. Um, I was on vacation. And I, there was no stress. Um, but uh, and then after that, Jeremy Smith was on my team. Dan talked about him. Um, he's volatile to pick, but I don't know what happened. The first moto, the second moto, he maxes out and get fifty. I really thought that was a hundred points. I thought that would be easy, and it just did not work out. Um, maybe I'm the guy jinxing these people. If you're on the, if you're on my team, it just never seems to work out. And then uh, Jacob Runkles ended up being the worst pick out of my kind of little group that I had narrowed down that were on my radar, which was RJ Wageman, Meshi, Bryson Gardner, and even Zach Williams. I know, I know JT picked Zach Williams. Um, and then Runkles was in that little group and I go Runkles and he ends up being the worst pick. So yeah, not that great. And I got FFL wrong. I went Cooper Webb and Kenny crushed it. Um, so yeah, uh, that's my team. 28% for Freddie Noren, 26 points. Ouch for Freddie. Uh, zero points for Ben LeMay. Shock went out in Moto 1 while he was like 10th. 13% pick trend for Ben LeMay, so that that hurts for sure. But Scott Meshi, 90 points, 22% pick trend. Good job. All those Meshi fans out there. Um, thanks you to 100%. Pulp 21 at checkout to save on casual apparel and accessories. 100% swept all the championships this past uh, year. All the indoors, all the outdoors, 100% goggles, whether it's Dylan Ferrandez or Cooper Webb or Jet Lawrence or Justin Cooper or, or uh, Colt Nichols, 100% goggles, Pulp 21 to save on casual apparel and accessories. It's time for the Dirty Al Green 100% lead pipe lock final standings. Final standings. Oh, my God. Standings. I'm on the edge of my seat. Dan, you win the week with Voland and Jeremy Smith. Paul, you had Voland and Norrin. You were second. I had Levi Eesh. Kitchen and Norrin. I was third. JT Lampson and Kyle Lewis, zero points. Mm. That's a shame. Dan, for the year, you are the MX winner with 12-18. Paul had 11-19. Uh, yeah, but you're adding, you're adding Moto and SX together, right, for the donut? Not yet. No, we there's two trophies. There's a there's a there's a supercross trophy and a motocross trophy. Oh, did anyone get their supercross donuts yet? Again, for the, them at the same time. For the sixtieth time, Dirty Al is doing the trophies at the same time. Congratulations, okay. Dan. Congratulations, Dan. You win for the outdoors. Uh yes. Paul second. I'm third. I'm fourth. For the twenty twenty one season in total, Supercross. And motocross. Congratulations, Dan. You are the winner. 21-62. Fantastic. Nobody, need, nobody needs donuts more than I do either. Uh, Paul, Great job, Dan. Paul, 2028. 20, I'm 1915. JT's 1905. Those are the years, the year standings. Thank you, Dirty Al, for calculating this and taking it all in, in stride. Uh, everybody complaining about Dirty Al. Uh, you, you, you took it like a real... I Real no, man. no, no, not complaining. Some sarcastic jokes is what that's called. I have a sense of humor. Oh, oh okay. All right. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so thank you. Um, thank you to uh, um, Dirty Al um, for, do, for keeping track of that all year long, 100%, for making the 100% lead pipe locks each week. Pulp 21 at checkout. Again, thank you to FlyMotorsport.com and 100% all on board with us. Dan, you know what this means? This means that you are really good at picking good teams on a Wednesday, which means you should make less changes on a Saturday. I agree. I agree. <laughs> no, I agree 100%. No, uh, no texting the riders or managers the day of the race. Like just no, stay- I think that if somehow 
we could get Mark to make a league and the lockout was like Friday before the race, Paul and I go one two. We dominate. Cause I, that that is a great idea. Let's make a league where lockout is on Friday and you have to pick everything before a, a truck gets to the track. That would be fun. Yeah, that's what I mean. The lockout is Friday, right? Like like Thursday night football, your lockout is Thursday night for the game. <laughs> but it's Friday. It's Friday. And you have to pick a team. I dominate. You may not have a rider race or whatever, but we dominate. We're better than those people. These guys look off practice so, times and we let it get to us. Yeah. So we're creating a game that we could be good at. This is like all the people that complain at the local track and need a class for themselves so they can win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're, 60 we're taking our ball from the park. 60 cc yeah. e- e-bike girls 12 to 13. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, Paul, aren't you uh, – we're going to have a Grand National Champion too, right? Yeah. So that's something um, I think we've been overlooking for a bit. And, I, honestly, I guess the talk came from – let's say it came from Clinton Fowler maybe uh, – Steve, who started talking about the Grand National Champion in our sport, which would be, um, which we used to have, right, with the blue and yellow. Couple of years, um, yeah, yeah, a couple of years. Number one, and, and Kenny would have done it this year. So, um, it's a person that basically is the best fantasy player of the year in our game, and he doesn't win anything. So, we're gonna make a really, really cool trophy, um, and we're gonna send it to that winner. I don't know who they are. Um, oh, actually, I do know who they are, but I, I don't have the name in front of me. But we're going to have a really cool trophy made, um, a Grand National Championship trophy, and we're going to send it to that person each year, and it's going to have the name of the Grand National Champion from each year in fantasy. So I think we've been playing fantasy since on this platform since, what, 2017, 18? Um, so we'll have the previous year winners from each year, and then it'll have, um, yeah, it'll have who is the red number one guy from this year. He'll get a cool trophy. Um, sorry you don't win a cool prize, but maybe this is – Gonna be cooler, I hope. <laughs> uh, it's not cooler than a Yamaha. No, definitely not. But no, you're but probably right. But yeah. it is still cool. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So hey, Paul. Uh, Paul joined me on the call to uh, uh, talk to Ryan Wirtz, who uh, was the overall MX winner uh, on this season, and uh, talk about what he's going to do with the bike, uh, his strategy, uh, the podcast stuff, and all that kind of stuff. So let's uh, let's go to that call real quick here and uh, talk to Ryan, and uh, we're happy to uh, give him a brand new Yamaha YZ250F. And now we have the winner of the 2021 Motocross Championship on Pulp MX Fantasy, and he takes home a 2021 Yamaha YZ250F for his efforts. Uh, he's in Minnesota. It's Ryan Werzer. What's up, Ryan? How are you, man? Good. Doing good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. Thanks uh, Thanks for playing Pulp MX Fantasy, and congratulations. Thanks. Yeah, no, I'm uh, really stoked on it. I'm glad you guys put on a – a sweet league like this for fans to be able to play and root for factory guys and privateers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, you uh, have any plans for the bike? Do you you gonna you gonna keep it? You gonna race it? You gonna sell it? What, what are you gonna do with the bike, Ryan? Uh, well, currently I have a a 2018 KX250F, so I'm definitely gonna ride the Yamaha and see how it is and pick which one i'd like to uh, stay with well parabinos you're a cowie guy i'm a yamaha guy i am but what do you think ryan should do here paul <clears throat> well when it comes to 250s i don't think you can de- deny the yamaha's a good bike and and we're talking at 21 here so i think he's gonna turn blue crew on us yeah, you're gonna, yeah he's gonna go blue <laughs> uh, i think so so yeah ryan i mean you know it's good it's three years newer so you know yeah it's hard to Feed down a brand new bike, so no, for sure, man. Um, <laughs> hey, so we were, I was looking at your results. You were you were good all year long. 
Uh, lots of points scored. Supercross, though, Ryan, didn't go very well for you. So what happened? What changed for you? Yeah, this. so I've been playing for three years now, and this uh-huh. Supercross season was literally the worst Supercross season I ever had. I don't know. I mean, honestly, there's a lot of luck that goes into it. And <laughs> there is, yep. wasn't luck on my side for Supercross. <laughs> right. Um, a lot of my buddies did really good. We have uh, some Minnesota leagues that we do just for fun, too, and those guys were doing really well in Supercross, and they're like, ah, we're not playing outdoors. I'm like, oh, I'm going to give it a try and sign up and hope for the best, <laughs> and, and luckily it, it turned out good. So were you in first for a while? Do you, do you remember? Uh, the last three rounds I've been in first. Okay. God, you must have been sweating at that last round, right? Yeah, well, so uh, I worked for Dennis Kirk, and we had a large event for the weekend. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, so I was working out at the event, so I didn't get really any cell service or anything. So I set a team on Thursday, and I had a 30-minute lunch break, and I had to run up this hill just to even get cell service to check qualifying <laughs> time to make sure all the guys were going to race. But I just kept the team I had for Thursday. Wow, that's pretty good. Cause yeah, Derek Kelly got you a hundred. Uh, Kevin Moran seventy, right? Um, and, and two first lap leaders, Paul, uh, for a final round. That's pretty strong. So, yeah, I was looking at your your, your teams as well, and and um, I noticed you never picked the first first to the finish line until Buzz Creek, and you just did a little bit with with Justin Cooper, right? And then after that, you looked to go Justin Cooper and Kenny pretty much every round. So. Um, when you first got, after having a bad Supercross season, did you go into Paula One with the with a mindset of trying to win each weekend, or 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 did you look at last year's average points each weekend and try to shoot for that, or what was your strategy when you first got started? Um, so I looked back at like last year's and outdoors, and honestly, if you're like around the thousandth overall or under every week, like you have, you're gonna have a really good shot of winning the bike. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I just kind of tried to pick teams that riders don't quit and just try to be consistent. Um, regarding the first lap leaders, I never usually pick them until like, yeah, the fourth, fifth round left to go. I was like, oh, I'm beating all these guys for 250 and 450 overall, pretty good in points, but mm-hmm. I don't have like a big points lead. And I looked at like the top five guys and every single person was picking Roxon and Cooper for first lap leader. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I'm a lo- I probably lost like 150 points to them throughout the other yeah. rounds for not picking them. So I'm just like, well, I'm just going to start picking them, and at least I'll have the same as them. Yeah, yeah, that's not a bad strategy, huh, Paul? Yeah, no, not at all. And 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 I mean, I commend your consistency, right? Because looking back at your your old scores, um, I mean, this year you didn't win a single prize. Never were in the top 20 all year, I don't think. Um, I don't think we go past 20. I saw you got a 22nd at Bud's Creek. That's really good. But, um, <clears throat> hey, man, good good on you. you. You stayed consistent. I think I, Red Bud won last year. You got a 15th. So it's really difficult to get a high one weekend score and get a prize. But, man, consistency pays for the biggest prize. So good on you. Thanks. Yeah, no, it's, it's hard to be consistent. Like I said, a lot of it's luck of guys not breaking or or whatnot and being on the right week so um yeah we we we've said this before the guy who won number one overall plate the number one overall plate guy never uh won a prize all year long you know uh never never won anything uh prize wise and he got the number one plate so 
you know. Crazy. Yeah, it just pays to be consistent, just like you were doing uh, all year long. Your yeah. worst round was high point, 431 there, and, and you picked Jack Chambers. Uh, was that because of our podcast, Ryan, or was that just seeing his qualifying time? Because Paul was big on, uh, on, on Jack Chambers uh, that weekend. Yeah, I, I've heard of him from the amateur side of it and everything, and I feel like he, would be, he wouldn't quit. So and with the pulp or with your guys' podcast and everything, everybody was kind of high on them, and so I'm like, oh, give him a shot. And unfortunately, yeah. it didn't go the best. But <laughs> well, that was that was Paul. So, that was Paul. <laughs> yeah, well, that was me. Yeah. So Ryan, I got to ask you: if you listen to our podcast each week, well, and another question: do you pay for expert picks to see who we pick, or and, and what is your feeling on it? Does it just confuse you, or does it actually help you? And then on listening to our podcast of the four experts on the phone each weekend who do you feel gives the best insight and advice um regarding the expert picks i do not pay for that um and regarding like all the experts on the show uh, i think honestly you guys are all pretty relevant and good information so it's i take your guys' information and like practice times and qualifying and honestly like where people are located Mm -hmm. um definitely helps a lot for who to pick and everything like that and honestly like looking at the second practice times is the most important and then looking at the second fastest lap time to see if they're consistent to the fastest lap time is what i go off of a lot because Mm, a guy can run the fastest lap time yeah but can he even do that twice I mean, I know they only get like 15 minutes. Yep. But if they can run two consistently fast lap times, there's a good chance they're going to get a good result on the day. I like that, Paul. I agree yeah. with that. I agree with that. I look at that a lot. Yeah, too. yeah. Ryan, I'm going to need you to tell me who do you feel gives you gives the best advice, though, because now Steve is going to run with what you just said about second fast lap time, and he's going to group text us all for the next month saying that no. I am the smartest on the pod. No, I'm That is something I do, but I'm sure that's something you do too, Paul. I mean, I, I think that we don't do that enough or people don't look at that enough. Like, guys can lay down a heater, you know, and all, in the first practice or whatever and qualify eighth overall, and, then, and, then, and, and I'm sure it's happened to all of us where we're like, Oh yeah, yeah, but you, if you do some digging, you're like, wait a minute, you know what I mean? So yeah, um, I agree. And, yeah. and would you would you say you had um, like I I believe when it comes to fantasy, you you get out what you get, what you put in. Like you have to do your research. You have to be you have to be watching on Saturday, watching practice, watching lap times. Were you doing that each weekend, or were you busy some weekends and you just kind of winged it? Um, no, I always at least find time to look at the practice times. Um, at least the second practice session I would always look at for sure um, just to see. The first one, it seems like it's either super smooth track or um, just people are really sending it the first session. So the mm-hmm. second practice session, the track gets rougher and it's more how the race is going to be. So I just always made sure to look at those ones. Uh, Ryan, is there a rider? That and without you know, with, just off the top of your head, is there a rider that really came through for you this year, and is there a rider that really let you down this year? Uh, for four fifty, I'll mm-hmm. honestly say uh, Ryan Surratt always pulled through. Yeah, yeah, um, he did. He, <laughs> yeah. he never quit, and yep. he was kind of underrated. I felt like so. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And did A Ray did, did, did A Ray burn you? Did you get the warning and you still went with A Ray? 
Um, I never picked him for outdoors, but I did pick him <laughs> for Supercross. Smart. And, and, and Supercross, and you won outdoors. Smart man, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really well. Really well done there, for sure. Uh, well, that yeah, man, that's awesome. So um, you work with Dennis Kirk, and, and uh, does everybody know you won the bike? All your buddies know? Um, yeah, all my buddies know. Yeah. Uh, my boss knows. I was, I was telling him, like, I'm a little stressed out to uh, – Working the event on Saturday, I'm like, I can't even. I'm not gonna have time to look, and yeah. we're just gonna hope that it pulls through. Yeah, yeah, and you're running up a hill to check the, the practice times or whatever. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah that's great. Um, all right. Well, anything else, Paul, for Ryan? I don't think so, man. Just uh, big congratulations. Um, stoked for you, dude. I'm, 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 I think you're gonna end up keeping it and riding it. And uh, yeah, thanks for playing with us. And um, yeah, hopefully everybody that you work with there is. is Stoke and Prattery too, and hope you guys are, are creating your own little friends league and playing amongst yourselves. But yeah, biggest thing, great job, and, and thanks for playing our game. Yeah, I agree, Ryan. Thanks very much, man, and uh, congratulations. Uh, good job all year long. Uh, I had my worst Pulp Mex fantasy year ever, Ryan, so I'm glad that someone got some joy out of this game because it, it, this year <laughs> wasn't so much for me. Uh, but thanks to Yamaha. Also, thanks to Yamaha for all the bikes. Um, and uh, as I said, Ryan, in the email, uh, we'll all be in touch. I'll get paperwork done, and uh, we'll get rolling for your new Yamaha, man. Thanks for thanks for playing, and thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me, and thanks for uh, putting on the game. All right, see you, man. All right, see you. Later, Ryan. Bye. All right, good stuff from Ryan there, Paul. Um, yeah, that's cool. Minnesota, Minnesota man. and uh, Yeah. Cool. Really cool that he got his bike stolen, um, and now he's got a new one. And as you can see, or as you, as you heard, He's going to have a little testing session between his uh, older KX250F and his brand new Listen, Blue Crew 250F. He, he ain't so. going to have no testing session. He's going Blue Crew. <laughs> Dan, he's got an 18 KX250, and he's not sure which one he'll keep. He, he knows which one he's going to keep. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's going to keep that, that rocket ship. Yeah, for sure. He's going, he's going Blue Crew. So, uh, yeah, thanks to Ryan, and thanks again uh, for, uh, for playing, everybody for playing Pulp Mex Fantasy all year. Circling back to what we were talking about with that Grand National Championship trophy, keep an eye on Pulp MX Fantasy social media. Um, as soon as we get it made and done, we'll post it on there so everybody can see it, so everybody knows what you, what you're gunning for for that red number one plate. Um, and then, yeah, that'll be cool when you return to the game next year. All your everyone in the game that finished in the top 99 in the Grand National Championship, you'll get a cool little two-digit number plate added to your avatar, so you can kind of flex in the game and show people how good you are. So. Yeah, it's crazy. I think a lot, a lot of people are amped on that stuff. Yeah, they are, right? I think it's crazy how much it changes. You know what I mean? Like, just the the the, the red plates and, and the number, the national numbers change a lot every year. Yeah, you know. And I think that's just a that's just an indication that is is obviously it's a skill game. It takes some skill, but man, it's a lot of luck too. Yeah, absolutely. And before we go here, uh, just uh, we've got the overall fantasy points for uh, 250 and motocross, uh, 250 and 450 in motocross. Uh, number one, 250 guy. Uh, do either one of you open it yet? No. Okay. Who do you think it is, Paul? 250 I think motocross. Varese. Dan. Dylan Schwartz. It's Varese, but Schwartz is second. So you guys are oh, both. Really? Yeah, you guys are both <laughs> Varese number one rider. Schwartz second. Max Volan third. Mumford fourth. Uh, four fifty wise. Uh, what do you think, Dan? Man, I really think it's somebody like Surratt. I'm gonna go Ryan Surratt. All right, Paul. I'm going to also because I think uh, even even Ryan talked about him 
in uh, in his call that yeah. Surratt always came through. I don't think that guy has any DNFs to speak about through the summer, so I'll go Surratt. Yep, it was Ryan Surratt, 689, second place. Uh, Hartraft, 654. Third, or, uh, uh, third was Rod Bell, 625. And then Ben LeMay, 607. I thought Ben Paul, would see, be worse. But. Paul, we're good at this game on a Wednesday. We picked the best guy. I know. We're sharp <laughs> on Wednesdays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super clever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so thanks to Marks for, for digging that up. We're going to get those guys trophies as well for Easy and, uh, and Surratt. So uh, we'll get those guys some Pulp, Pulp Mex Fantasy uh, trophies for their efforts for helping all of our players. All right. Thank yeah. you to Motorsport Fly, 100% Pro Taper. Uh, great season of Pulp Mex Fantasy. And I know we joke on Twitter about shutting it down and burning the servers and never playing again. But we will be back for 2022 Supercross. Um, we will. Yeah, we will. We'll all be back. Uh, absolutely. Um, and we'll do a little preview pod before the year, maybe talk about how to play and changes if we do any changes. I don't think we're – I think we're good, right, on rules and changes. Like, I will talk about it, but I, do you guys see anything that you'd want to do? I, I don't see it. I I don't think so. I mean, I think it's a fairly complicated game, and I think it just it, it, it helps if we don't change things so people can master it, right? Um, yeah. Obviously, we just we want to make prizes bigger and better every year. We're going to make our best effort to do that. Um, and then, yeah, I just want to say thank you to everyone that participated, everyone that makes this game happen, um, everyone for playing. I'm sure we brought you lots of frustration, but hopefully there was more joy and fun and shit talking with your buddies than there was frustration. <laughs> Dan? Yeah, for sure. Also to the riders, uh, a lot of riders give us jerseys that we give away each week to the winner. Um, and I know it's a pain. You get asked for jerseys every week, but uh, it is much appreciated. These fans do love it. And, you know, a lot of these people look forward. To, this is the only thing they look forward to every weekend, you know, is uh, is yelling at their computer screen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Can't wait for Supercross. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> so thanks again for playing. Thank you to Yamaha. Thanks to the sponsors of this show, uh, Dan Truman, Paul Barabinos. Thanks, boys. Thank you, guys.